0: Hello, 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 and welcome to a very flat-earth episode of the Weekend Superheroes Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 25th. This is episode 18. 18? Really? Eighteen. I'm there. We're legal now. Very nice. <laughs> oh, shit. I like Holy it. Shit. We can vote. <laughs> we can almost drink alcohol. We're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean, and sitting with me always is Steve, Pat, and Dick. Uh, Oh, wait wait a minute.
1: I feel like this is like a normal thing now. It's like,
0: oh, Steve Patton. Right. No, Darius, again, we have to check payroll. Does he have uh, more pay time off? He He might have a lot of
2: vacation time. Vacation
0: time? He still has more vacation days? How many did you...
2: I've been out of the sun for a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. Did you hear him roar just like Darius does?
2: Roar. Mm. It's not a
0: D-man roar. Oh, it's pretty damn
3: close. It's close.
0: We haven't, as Steve called, casted any pod in a while. Ooh. But we're Uh. back. Steve, it's time for our shameless plug of the last episode. What happened?
1: Oh, last time we talked to Jessica who is living with D-I-D. Dissociative identity. So she, has, she has multiple personalities. And as I called it also, Darius in demand, which is why Darius isn't here. I know. And he's I so him. in demand. Yeah.
0: he's. Everyone wants him everywhere at all times. The next time we don't have Darius, we should have a funeral for him. Yeah, yeah. So next week, yeah. So we should week.
2: have like a, we should have like a Paul Bear on here sometime.
3: But today oh, without I,
2: Paul, Be- Mr. Bear is an <laughs>
0: awesome, awesome dude. <laughs> but with us today is Brian, a computer programmer, right here in the Berg. He's a gentleman and a scholar, and also my brother. Wait, what? Yeah, he's from the same mother. He's responsible for ninety nine point nine percent of my childhood trauma. And And alcoholism. I can't wait for the day he gets his leg caught in a bear trap. And that's just reality. Okay, today I actually want to talk about human willingness to be open to new ideas or lack thereof. Uh, Turns out old dogs, they don't like new tricks, do they? Uh, no. People just— Wait, are we talking about humans or dogs? <laughs> Human dogs. Okay, <laughs> obviously. Uh, people are just set their ways, and it makes sense too, right? So no one wants to believe something completely opposite of what they've learned since day zero because it causes a bit of internal consistency.
2: I don't know. I'm a very attractive lawn woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I, I've always thought
2: that. Actually, you know what's I, I'm funny? Just saying, like, don't, a, f- don't roll us all into the same <laughs> ball here. In a
1: previous life, I was. not a very attractive blonde, blonde woman. You were in Germany, Germany yeah. weren't yeah.
0: you? Yeah. That was great. You yeah. were. Hey, you since so since you're yeah. seamlessly plugging,
1: go on. Yeah. You might as well go ahead and listen <laughs> to some of our previous episodes <laughs> where we talk about our previous lives. Dr. Leslie Phillips came up. And, what a uh, lovely woman, though. She was. She was
0: Hello, asking. Leslie Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> she was fantastic. Um, okay. So, like I said, uh, trying to learn something that we is is opposite of what we learned since day one. Uh, it causes a bit of internal inconsistency or a cognitive dissonance, if I may. Spell you may it. Not. Did you hear what he said? No. I said you may not. Well I said spell it. And you'll notice <laughs> that Pat, you may not. <laughs> right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Though it may look scripted. How the hell did you have that? In, how did you have that in there? This will that be a, is fantastic. This will be this you, second guy, time. you guys know each other way right <laughs> too well. Oh,
4: hold,
3: hold on, for the record, I printed that.
0: It, it <laughs> also I, I says out. earlier Pat
3: "masturbates" in parentheses right there. That's weird. We're following script right here.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, aren't we all? So people I didn't think it was weird. So I people don't people don't want to know uh, learn anything that they already believe is something completely opposite. So basically your brain has been building a house for years, the same house. Um, it's a very very
3: very nice house.
0: I was hoping somebody would say that while I was drinking that beer. I should have put that in the notes. But if you're if your brain is building a house and somebody offers you a piece that doesn't fit. Like if you are Catholic and you have all these Catholic beliefs and somebody gives you anything other like hey, guess what? Uh, gays getting married, not that bad. You hand it to somebody. They're like, nah, throw it out. No, no, no. No, you throw it out. My mom says that's not allowed. (laughs) But not only that, but the brain uh, acts in a way because the same part of the brain that rejects ideas is the same part of the brain that deals with uh, anger and aggression. So you don't just say, hey, no, you're wrong. You say, no. now oh, you're rolling. Shut your mouth. Fuck you. Yeah. So, so you don't just discard it. You fucking yeah, discard exactly. it. Exactly. No, it's 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 just pure. You're air.
2: wrong and jump off the edge of the earth.
0: Right. So it's easier <laughs> to take the road more traveled. It's the ban- bandwagon theory. Same reason I bought a whole lot of likes on Facebook for us. <laughs> and you like
1: sports teams in Pittsburgh.
0: Right. So it's just a bandwagon theory. People just sort of jump on it. So today we're actually talking about the flat earth theory you guys ever heard true of this? ever heard of this it's the flat earth theory or the flat earth fact Ooh.
3: Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I'll, spoiler alert it's a theory
0: <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> so these believers think that science is nothing more than a vast conspiracy uh they're a group of truth seekers and bo- and uh, they believe that we are slaves or sheeple which is what pet sheep people a conglomeration, crab people, <laughs> 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 to larger corporations. Uh, the minute we're born, they just believe that we're just nothing but slaves to big business. Which
1: uh, I mean, that's that's they're true. Not exactly that's wrong, true. Right? They're yeah.
0: not exactly wrong, right? They're not exactly wrong. I mean, we've all seen the Matrix. Yeah. Okay, so here are the top three reasons why the flat earthers believe that the Earth is flat. Plain and simple. Here it is. Uh, one engineers of engineers of things like bridges and trains, right? They make everything straight without planning on any kind of curvature of the earth. So they it's make kind a of They make a train track. Right. You're gonna make me cut all this out. They make a train track <laughs> that goes for what four hundred thousand miles but they don't plan for any kind of curvature of the Earth. It's all straight, straight, straight. So uh,
3: if you can actually point me to a train track that goes 400,000 miles, I will ride uh, that yeah, train. That's
0: would you drink your own pee on the next podcast yes. if I could do that? I would yes. drink Pat's pee. 400,000
3: <laughs> 400, miles. 400,000 miles. Long yes.
0: I would drink everyone's pee at this table. Probably the circumference of the Earth. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> That is the worst commute to work. Ever. <laughs> so number two, when planes fly, why do they not consistently fly To adjust their nose downward, Uh, since we're on the subject of why,
1: because of gravity. This is what it's constantly pulling pulling them back down to Earth. What if gravity doesn't exist? It does. There's proven science. So if I drop
0: my beer right now, it'll just hover. Well, I can say that there are some people. That don't believe gravity exists because there is someone. Her name is Schmitty. And I'd like to put a little clip from her right now. I am sick of
4: all you round earth believers saying that the earth is not flat. I'm Schmitty, part of the Flat Earth Society. And I'm going to tell you why the earth is flat. First, someone told me that if the earth was flat, then gravity would be way stronger. I'm going to tell you right now, Wait, what?
0: gravity is not a thing. Let's just take gravity and throw it out. Let's just take, take gravity it, and throw it out. Throw it out the window.
1: throw it out. It's gone. She's a Gravity does not
0: exist in the flat earth society. Gravity is not a thing.
1: Doesn't okay? exist. Set it um, and second forget rule,
0: it. Uh, how we all keep together, <laughs> is there it is, is a huge wall of ice around the earth. Oh, It's, flat, it's a the wall. Of ice it's the, nice the, yeah. the, the
1: Night's watch. The night
0: watch. They You the nice. can't man every people tower. People can't they
2: can't man every, every tower. You do nothing, Steve.
0: I'm just going. Katherine you know? Lawrence <laughs> in Paprika. It's like the idea you can't build out, <laughs> you build up. You <laughs> throw it against <laughs> the ice wall and in it comes uh, up. you see where this is going. Her name by the way is Schmidt. And she is my new spokesperson for whatever the <laughs> hell I want to talk <laughs> yeah. about. I f- she should be on a lot of infomercials. Uh, like, you like,
3: you know what, Brian? She take your things and she throw them out. Right. She's just going to throw it out.
0: <laughs> oh, All right. I'm going to get into the last part of this. So um, we are going to talk about a man by the name of Richard E. Byrd. Someone you guys are probably remembered. Dicky
1: Bird. Dickie bird, <laughs> Bird,
0: <laughs> bird. Uh, like, Caw, bird, bird. The bird is the word. <laughs> Born in nineteen eighty eight. Okay. He was an American naval officer. He was an aviator, a Medal of Honor winner, a polar explorer, an aircraft navigator, an expedition naviator. leader. And the youngest admiral in the history of the Navy. That's this guy. Uh the US Navy, by the way. He was a champ. Um he, uh, his first large-scale mission was an expedition in Antarctica in 1928. It lasted two years. During this, he was promoted to admiral. Went back two times. This was the advisor to other countries. He helped lead Navy fleets for expeditions in World War II. Uh, his fourth trip, he used 13 support ships and a bunch of planes and led 47,000 people to the South Pole. He goes on TV... And this is what he says.
5: distinguished guest for this evening is Admiral Richard E. Byrd. The North Pole used to be a no-man's land, but uh, these are the days when, by buying a ticket on a commercial airline, you can fly across the North Pole and drink a cocktail at the same time. You know, only like three that. score or more years ago, about 35 years ago, our guest tonight found out whether there was any land north of the North American continent. He made that first discovery flight, and I must say that Admiral Byrd, our guest tonight, is not only our greatest living explorer, but he's been an inspiration to countless Americans. Admiral Byrd, you've been to both the North Pole and the South Pole. Is there any unexplored land left on this earth that might appeal to adventurous young Americans? Uh, yes, there is. And not up around the North Pole, because it's getting crowded up there now, because they find out it's really usable, not only to live in but militarily. It sent us there. But strangely enough, there is left in the world today an area as big <laughs> as the United States that's never been seen by a human being. The United States. And that's beyond the pole on the other side of the South Pole from middle America. I think it's quite astonishing that there should be an area as big as that unexplored. Well, that's a tremendous So job. there's a lot of adventure left mm-hmm. down at the bottom of the world. Well, so
0: he goes on to tell Everyone, But he goes on. That the, <laughs> he goes Jesus. on, on,
2: on and, on, and on. He has a
0: face for radio. This place is bigger. The place beyond Antarctica is bigger at, than the United States, and is has untapped resources. Now, this is nineteen fifty. This isn't people protesting the Alaskan pipeline. This isn't now. This is like if there is land, we rape it. We take it. We take everything we need, and we and and no one. No one has been there since. So the question remains at this point, did they find the edge? On Skype with us now is a man with an amazing story. He has been called a free thinker, a truth seeker, an anarchist, a healer, and a flat earther. He's an author of several articles and one self-help ebook. book um, He travels around the world in his van helping people in any way possible and asks for literally nothing in return. But he certainly didn't start out that way. And we'll get to that in a minute. Here to discuss the flat Earth, coming out, coming to us live from off the grid nowhere. Please open your minds and your hearts and join me in giving a big superheroes welcome to allegedly Dave.
4: Thanks, everybody.
0: <laughs> welcome, David. How are you this evening? We're morning, I guess, right? Uh, well,
4: yeah, just about morning. So, yeah, I'm fabulous. Thank you. So, off the grid, you're uh, hijacking somebody's Wi-Fi right now, right? Yes, I am. I, well, I do that a lot, actually. I usually uh, hang out in a in a hotel. They've got, got used to me now, I <laughs> Sit in a hotel and uh, lounge
0: around using their Wi-Fi. Um, okay, so you, once again, one of the most interesting stories I've ever heard, I've been listening to almost all your videos. Uh, we would need almost a week to fit in everything, but can you briefly tell our listeners your riches to rag story? <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I was headhunted uh, by uh, an American consulting consulting firm, and uh, I yeah I was, I was working for the uh, you know, richest most scumbaggish um, Fortune five hundred companies. Um, uh, so I was working for the New York Stock Exchange and you know AIG, Standard and Poor's, all those all those crowd. Um, I was making a whole lot of money. I had a Ferrari. I had a, a huge house. Um, I had Sounds all the awful. toys. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would love to have and, a Ferrari, just one.
4: You know what? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. It would. Um, what I found, right? Um, I, actually, my wife had a really good um, analogy for it. She said it's like a really good pair of shoes that look make you look really nice in it, in them, but they hurt. Yeah. <laughs> because there are places you can't yeah. go in it. Yeah, that's you know? true.
1: Especially, I mean, around Pittsburgh, you can't go anywhere. There's hill. It's all hills and, and sidewalks. Potholes. Yeah.
4: And that's it's you know anywhere with speed bumps. Yep. That's it. You can't go there. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah. Um, Pittsburgh's out. <laughs> and I and I realised I realised um, one day I was sitting in the car, um, looking at the steering wheel, and I looked out and there were people looking at the car, and I thought, I'm in a car. You know, I can't tell I'm in a Ferrari. It's everybody else who can see me in it. And did I buy the car to, for everybody else to see me in it? And why that sort of person? And I realised well. I am. I must have been. So um, it, it lost its appeal, and uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't really sort of uh, take much interest in it after that. So now I, um, I, I literally, I don't have anything. Um, <laughs> I've got thirty-two pence, which is uh, <laughs> which is about um, about fifteen cents. Thirty-two um, p. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, that's not, that's, man, that's not a lot. That, yeah, that's all I've got. Well, I don't eat very much. Um, I have no expenses. Um, I, I, don't, I have no material needs. Um, so unlike
0: every other interview you've ever been in, literally ever, I'm not going to ask you how you got to researching the flat earth question and all that jazz. I'll bring everyone up to speed quickly and let them know that you were researching something completely different. And the next thing you know, you're uh, either YouTube uh, pushed to the next video or you clicked on a link that would later change your mindset forever. Now, before this, you gave the same eye roll people give you now when they find out you're a flat earther. But my question is, what was the first piece of evidence that pushed you over the fence towards saying, you know what, the earth is flat?
4: Uh, I remember that um, the, the person who was doing this, uh, talking about the flat earth, he was talking about uh, experiments, and he mentioned the Bedford-Level experiment. And he he noticed, he actually said something about um, the fact that over the course of six miles, right, the, the, uh, the horizon should cut off 16 feet, you know, from your view. And that shocked me because I thought, well, I've seen things, you know, more than six miles away. And I've seen the base of those things more than six miles away. So how, and I thought, then I thought, well, hang on. Is the earth that small that you know that over six miles you lose 16 feet um so you know it just it just changed my mindset that you know i, I thought of this ball being this huge thing but over six miles you see that much supposedly you see that much uh, that much droppage um And uh, you know, I started going out and looking at things that were much more than six miles away and you know Lo and behold I could see more than I was supposed to
3: so You were an atheist for 30 years before you began altering your mindset So so you've found the Bible and you you began reading it like can you tell us about that at all?
4: Yeah, it was 40 years actually Oh, okay I was a rabid atheist for forty years. Yeah, and as um, you know, I didn't want anything to do with it at all. But um, you know, it started actually just before the flat earth when somebody told me that um, uh, King James was was a black guy, um, and it turned out to be true. And I was like, well, but I didn't know what to do with that information, so I kind of just stored it away. Um, and I got uh, I got a sixteen eleven Bible ready, you know, but I never read it. Um, But uh, then I I found the Flat Earth and it inevitably leads you to realize that, um, you know, this is a created place. So there's a creator and it turns out there's a book that tells you all about him and his creation, um, describing a Flat Earth system. And um, I thought, well, you know what, if there's a creator, I'd better find out who he is and what he wants. You um, should
3: always read the instruction manual, right? Yeah. (laughs) No guy needs an instruction
4: manual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I spent 40 years not looking at the instructions, so I thought I better (laughs) better have a look. Well done, allegedly,
0: Dave. Well done. Well, hey, now that uh, we've gotten to know you, I guess it's time to end this friendship once and for all. (laughs) <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm kidding, of it's course. Happened longer than most of Sean's friendship. <laughs> yeah, I don't even
1: know why I'm here,
0: <laughs> but it is flat Earth debate time. You call yourself a truth seeker, but you have yeah. a name. You don't use sheeple anymore, but you have a name for those of just uh, that have believed everything since I popped out of the womb. And what is that uh, name?
4: I, 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 I. It's, m- it's Muggle. Muggle. That's right. Oh, That's muggle. Harry Potter shit right there. <laughs> it is Harry Potter.
3: Oh, unless you're from the U.S., then it's a non match Yeah. Well, we didn't choose Truth. the mug
0: Life, but the mug Life chose us. Flat Earth debate. We're going to start with number one. Apollo 11 was the space flight that landed the first two humans on the moon on July 20th, 1969. There have been at least six successful missions since then. Pat, do you agree... Pat, I do. You do agree. Uh, Dave, what do you think? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. That was, that was a fucking amazing. We're, we're <laughs> going to start awesome.
0: with Pat on this one. Pat, why do you believe that the space missions were successful? That was so funny, Dave. Thank you for that. that perfect.
3: <laughs> um, because of all the evidence? I mean,. Do you want me to get into specifics? I mean, please, yeah. There have been probes that have gone past and seen evidence of it. There's been um, pictures and videos and everything of it. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that just it is. That
4: doesn't sound like a great argument, Dave. What do you got for us? Well, first of all, you know, so far you, you haven't said anything that isn't two-dimensional media, yeah. <laughs> That can it can be easily be faked. Um, somebody uh, who would uh, really go into this might say, "Oh, because they left reflectors on the moon, and uh, you know you can they fire up lasers and they get a reflection of the lasers." Yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the standard arguments. But again, you can actually look into the National Geographic 1964 and, you know, they explain how they fire lasers at the moon and they receive the re- reflection. They were doing it years before the moon landing. Yeah, there's nothing um, that you can look at, you know, with, that's, uh, th- that proves that they went. Um there's also the footage that um, Bart Sebral found of, uh, you know, the Apollo 11 team faking uh, being, you know, uh, I think it's 200, uh, no, 100,000 miles away from Earth. Sure, yeah, it's 130,000.
3: It. But, but, so if you're going to talk about how all the evidence is could have been doctored, why couldn't that video footage have been doctored?
4: Okay, well... You know, it's undoubtedly them in there. Yeah, it's it's them, you can see it's them. Okay, so we can, can agree that they're those were the guys. Those are the guys. Okay. Right? The 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 footage that was actually aired was inside the footage that they faked. Yeah. There was like uh like seconds they actually aired of that footage. But that footage was what went out on air.
3: We also had the greatest technology of the time and the brightest minds of the time working on the project.
4: Greatest technology of the time meaning
0: uh, computers that weren't even as powerful as the iPhone One. Sure, but what does that have to
3: do with? Yeah. What does it being as powerful as an iPhone have to do with anything? Yeah,
0: it's all relative at the time. Well, okay. The I iPhone
3: One's not as powerful as the iPhone Seven. Big fucking deal.
0: Sure. Neither one of them took us to the moon. Right. There was a saying, lot of
3: manual calculations done uh, and on the first. Moon notice
0: trip. iPhone One through iPhone Seven. We haven't been to the moon throughout that time. Just saying. How do you know? Because there hasn't been any even faked footage of going to the moon between that time. The last time, when was the last time we quote unquote went to the moon, David?
4: Uh, It was like 1972. I think he was seventy-two. Or something. Doesn't that but, sound a little strange to you that we well, haven't been to the moon since? Put a why space would we go in
0: orbit? Yeah. Why would we go, we go back?
2: What's the reason for all that money and time should to go back? the
0: first place?
2: Because we've never been there.
4: But then we're there.
2: We're like, okay, that's cool. you be.
4: know, you know, they said they can't go back. They they haven't figured out how to get through the Van Allen belts. You know, they actually said that NASA has said we don't know how to get through the Van Allen belts. Yes, they did it the first time. Yeah, they did it. They apparently did it um, seven times uh, in 1960s and 70s. But now they're saying they don't know how to get astronauts through the Van Allen Belt. (laughs) Sorry, now time is
0: up on that question. We're going to move on. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Boom.
0: Well done. Well done. Next question. Next. uh, We'll say next phrase. The moon is a non spherical mass and has its own light source and does not reflect light from the sun. Steve, do you agree? No. Hold on, before we
3: start, can we just agree that the moon is made of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> That's a given. We don't <laughs> need every, to talk. About every that. cartoon I've seen told me that the moon's made of cheese, yeah. and I don't want to not believe that. Where did
1: that, that start? Like how did they even come up with it? <laughs> Allegedly. I don't know, but I love it.
4: Yeah. Allegedly, Dave. Do you agree with that statement? Uh, not entirely. I mean, I don't know it's non-spherical. Um, you know, we it suge- suggested it's suggested as spherical, but we don't know because we only see one side of it. So. Right, but in your video, you said if it was
0: spherical, we would only see just that one sort of bright, glossy spot, and the rest of it would sort of
4: fade to the back. Well, yeah, um, That's that's all, we don't know, because if it's producing its own light, then... Then all bets are off. You don't, It's not a reflection. damn it, Dave. If I'm gonna be on your side, we gotta be in the same page. <laughs>
3: Wait, so, so the the moon magically like has a gradient effect, so it looks uniform. This to is us not on Earth. yours.
0: This is Steve's. Steve, what are your thoughts? I just do say that. Yeah, I, no, I just don't see like the things
1: that I that don't make sense to me about it is if it was if it emitted its own light. How is it not daylight all the time, or at least super bright all the time? And when there's different phases of the moon, like why wouldn't the whole moon be bright at all times? There's the dark side of the moon exists because it's not just like cut in half. You can't put a light in half of the moon and not in the other half of the moon.
3: Take it away, David. Uh, Great album, by the way, dark side of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) There's
1: transformers on the other side.
4: Right. Well, um, first of all, there's an experiment that anyone can do, right? You go out and get one of those uh, uh, laser temperature, um, thermometer things, yeah. Um, get a piece of card and uh, put it in the moonlight and shield half the card, yeah, from the moonlight. So you've got half the card in the moonlight and half the card out of the moonlight. Okay. Yeah? Uh, shine the, the uh, thermometer, laser the thermometer on both sides. You'll find that it's actually colder in the moonlight than in the shade of the moonlight. So the y- opposite to the sun. So what are we covering it with? Our hand? No, you, you cover it with a piece of card or something just okay. to shield cardboard light on one side. Cardboard, okay. got it. Yeah, shield half the, the, the surface you want to measure. Okay. Yeah? We so,
2: so the light source would not be producing energy like the sun does. It would produce like negative energy like how what's the well, explanation of
4: the coldness? Well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to give you an explanation of the coldness. I'm saying that it is cold, therefore it's not a reflection of the sun because if the, the moon is reflecting the sun, the sun's light. It's reflecting also the infrared light, which is the heat. So um, but it should be just like the sun but weaker, yeah? But no, it's, it's actually operating in the opposite way to the sun. Also, I have a question, guys, since I'm on
0: Dave's side here. Why is it that we always see the same side of the moon, no matter where we are on Earth? Well, first of all, that's moonest of you. (laughs) (laughs) All moons look the same. I get it. (laughs) But no matter, I could be here. uh, uh, Me and Dave could be looking at the same moon right now, and we see the same side. Why? (laughs) Hey. Me and you, Dave, we're taking our show on the road, so,
3: buddy. Sean, so <laughs> yeah. if you're on our side and you believe the well, moon is as far they, away. They would say, oh, sorry, so, go ahead, sorry, Pat. So if you I was gonna say, that-
4: they would say that uh, the moon is rotating exactly so that it always faces the Earth because it rotates once every 27-point-whatever days, yeah? So it's always rotating just exactly so that it's always facing the Earth. That's how they, they, they're they framing it. But the one thing that just popped into my head is how many times have they said that, oh, there's this powerful earthquake and it slowed the Earth's rotation just a little bit. Yeah. So anything that slows the Earth's rotation will throw out that very careful alignment so that eventually you'll start seeing more and more and more of the moon. But you don't see it. It's always... Right there, it's always that side. Yeah. Um, there's also one other little thing that I noticed was um, that how is it that on on the side of the moon that we see, all the craters are round? If you imagine it, between the uh, the between the moon and all the asteroids that are supposed to hit it is the Earth. So. <laughs> So you know any asteroid or something that's coming in to try and hit the moon has to get past the Earth first, yeah. So that the gravity of Earth will bend that that asteroid, yeah. So how is it that all the craters are have been hit straight on? Yeah. Uh, why don't you see any craters where there is? It's kind of elliptical where it's sort of hit I get at an angle.
1: I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. If they like yeah? just like skim by.
4: Right. Yeah, because because they can't go straight on because the, the Earth's in the way. It, because you only see that one side and it's always facing the Earth. That means it's being protected by the Earth. But w-
2: with the moon rotating also, like, it could hit at an angle. Allegedly. Allegedly. Fair Allegedly. enough. But when it comes around and rotates, those
4: craters... Could be still no, facing the same way. So it's it all right. No, no, different. no! It's always facing the Earth, no matter what uh, you know. What you you actually see from Earth, that side is always facing the Earth. So we always see the same. Side. No matter what, we are, no matter
0: where we are, we always see the same side. Is what David's saying. That yeah. no matter where we're standing, we see the same side. So how can this thing rotate, especially when he said, like uh, certain things will stop the rotation of the earth just slightly, whether that's sure or not, we always look up and we see the same side of the moon, no matter where we are.
3: Well, to the earthquake point, that's like an ant hitting a, a 737. <laughs> Maybe. The difference is so infinitesimal that it doesn't make a difference. That's a very I, large word. I,
4: I get that, I get that, but as I said, it's a system that's, uh, that's literally so finely balanced and it's always been the same. You know, nobody's ever seen any si- any other side of the moon. So it's got to be really finely balanced. So any tiny change is going to start to throw that off. Yeah. So, you know, all these earthquakes and all these events that have slowed it down a tiny bit should eventually start, you should start seeing, you know, the other parts of the other side of the moon, you know, but, but throughout recorded history, nothing. You've only seen that one side. And since I'm sticking with Dave's point here, if moonlight is really sunlight,
0: how do vampires come out only at night? I huh? got, uh, Think about that. Uh, hold on.
3: I got this one. Uh, what? Vampires don't have a reflection, so reflections have no impact on them.
1: Read Ooh. a book. Holy, Holy crap. Shit. Just crush
0: that. Well, I got to read Twilight 1 through 4 again. That was crazy. <laughs>
3: and Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: At Time is up for that one. It says timer done on my phone. That means time is up for that one.
2: Is that the iPhone one?
0: The third.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can we throw it to the moon?
0: Yeah, this will take me right to the moon. The third one. And uh, this, is, this is Brian, by the way. He's filling in for Darius today. Here we go. Constellations are groups of stars forming a recognizable pattern, often named after an apparent form or mythical creatures. Uh, But these constellations, along with their surrounding stars, are not always in the same part of our sky. This happens because though our Earth remains still, the stars are consistently moving around the top of a non-spherical Earth in a predictable pattern that stays consistent with the seasons. Brian, would you agree with that statement? Um,
4: I would not. Uh, Circle gets the square. (laughs) Dave? Dave? Um, well, yeah, I would. It's um, you know, the the it's the stars are moving, not not the earth. All right, we're going to let um, Brian go first on this one. Brian, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, so, in in one of the the videos that I saw, they were talking about you were looking at the North Star, and all the stars were circling around it in a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I couldn't kind of put together was the fact that you would see constellations at certain times and not constellations at other times. So if they're going in a circle wouldn't you always see them just in a different perspective?
4: Well then well you know they're not going in perfect circles uh, full circles because you're only seeing sort of 12 hours so you only see a little bit. So you see some constellations and they're going like that and then later on in the year you'll see other constellations coming up and around. So you know it is it doesn't go but the the important thing about that is that that motion is, according to the ball model, is uh, because the Earth is spinning, okay? And, um, you know, that 1,000-mile-an-hour spin is what you're seeing in the the stars, yeah? But the Earth is also going at 67,000 miles, yeah, that way. yeah. Right. (laughs) Okay? which is 67 times faster than that that rotational spin yeah this the sun is also moving at about 400,000 miles sort of that way as well yeah so 400 times faster than that rotational spin but it's but,
0: but <laughs> so is speed real- Relational? You're saying relative, but Dave, just please keep in mind, I know you, you're on camera, but this is an audio oh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> please stop but, pointing and just saying, if I'm going to be on your side, Dave, I just want to make I sure. understand everything he's saying with Dave, his, his gestures. this is an audio
4: podcast. I just yes, want to make yes, sure I'm the sorry. world
0: knows, flat <laughs> or not, no, no I'm you're trying to say. Italian
4: in me because I have to wave my hands around when I <laughs>
0: I know
1: where you're coming from. My family's <laughs> Italian, too. I talk with my hands all the time.
4: Uh, but but literally, there's there's um, at least two other motions, yeah, um, multiple times faster than that one rotation of the Earth, yeah? So 67, 000, uh, 67 times faster, kind of, at 90 degrees to the motion, or nearly 90 degrees, and 400 um, uh, times faster uh, at 90 degrees to that. But, so but aren't but are, all these it, speeds relative? Sorry? But aren't all these speeds relative?
3: I mean, if they're moving at the same speed in those other two directions, then they would appear to be in the same spot. If, if we're yeah, moving how, in the same satellite... direction at the same speed, then there's no concept of movement because you're moving at the same rate of speed in the same direction.
4: Uh, Dave, Dave, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, again, I, I don't see how that's relevant. But it, imagine this, okay? If, if you're looking at something really far away, like a star, yeah. If you move sideways or forwards, right, that star would apparently not move, yeah. So anything, any movement in that plane of of motion, you won't see any movement, okay? But if you started to turn around, yeah, all of a sudden that star disappears. If you st- if you um, move your head upwards, the star will disappear. You move your head downwards, star will disappear. Yeah. What I'm saying is we have, we're we're moving in several different directions at once, okay? Um, but we see the star at all times, and it only makes uh, it only shows one motion. It's it's ignoring the two other motions in in two other directions. Okay, so Dave, when you say we're
0: moving in a it, d- different directions at once you're saying this is allegedly what we're
4: doing but you're saying that that can't be right be- that's not right okay according it. to the ball model we're <laughs> moving multiple directions and uh you know um three different directions of, at three different speeds and the only motion that the stars demonstrate is the slowest motion out of the three all right
0: dave time is up on that one we got one okay. last thing to argue and this okay. is your favorite. The only reason I know this is because you've mentioned this in almost all your videos, and we actually had a big discussion about this before we even started. This is the curvature of the Earth. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, uh, <laughs> sadly, I guess it's just me now, and I'm on your side, so I don't even know how this is going to work, but... You're wrong, Sean. You talk about the Bedford experiment. Sean's
1: literally different,
0: right? (laughs) And I like the Bedford experiment. I like where they were going with it, but I feel like there is a margin of error there. And not only that, but I feel like it's been disproved since it even started. A number of times. Right. So when you talk about the curvature of the Earth, and I feel like you are talking in such small, minute, way, way, way too close to the Earth dimensions to say there should be a curve you're saying there should be a curve within 40 miles but what's not to say like my brother brian was talking earlier that at that at that distance it actually is flat that doesn't mean the earth is flat it just means that from that point to your vantage point is flat that does not mean the earth is flat and and if you, I feel like if you went further and did it more, did it for different distances, different points, from point A to point B, you might find an actual curvature. So my question is, how does curvature of the Earth from the the small, very down your feet on the Earth
4: prove to you that the world is flat? Because the very first, um, the very first example. Uh, given that uh, you know the very first demonstration that the Earth is curved is the old story that you stand on you know, stand on a beach, watch a ship go out to sea, and you can see that the ship disappears hull first, and then and then the mast goes down. Yeah, that says well you're on you're on a, a ball. Well your your distance of vision your you know maximum distance you can see is about three miles. Yeah. Sure. So, you can you can stand there and watch uh, a boat go out to sea, right. and indeed it will look like the boat is going going over a curve because you'll see the hull disappear. Right, the hull disappears first. Yes. Right. But then then what you do is you get your trusty Nikon Coolpix P900 camera, zoom into it, and it comes back. Exactly. You don't see it's, you know, the hull's there, right at the sea level, right there. Okay. You, you, at that level of zoom, you watch it go out even further, and then you see it apparently go over the curve again. Zoom in with a the camera, there it is. It comes back. Yeah. You never see it going over a curve, right? Doesn't happen. Um, Doesn't this assume that the
2: Earth is a perfect circle? At all times. And perfectly smooth. Yeah, perfectly smooth. As, as in, like, the landmass could go straight ahead for a few miles and then drop off, like, stairs, and then get smooth, and then go straight and drop off. So it's it assumes that it's like a do you think circle the sea, glass coffee table.
4: Do you think the sea does that, then?
2: Well, the sea would follow the land underneath it to a certain point.
4: Oh, you think uh, you think that as well, because I put that in my in my video. No, it doesn't. I said that. does why doesn't the uh, the sea have uh, hills and troughs in it? because know closer
3: Because of fluid dynamics,
0: assuming gravity is real.
4: Uh, Pat, if it's a if law. gravity is real, or well, gravity's clo- a law, first of all. <laughs> uh, if gravity is real, then the closer to the center of the earth you are, the stronger the gravity. So, where if you say uh, you're in the in the water above the Mariana Trench, yeah, then the gravity there should pull the water in that area into a into a um, a trough, yeah, because the the gravity there is stronger, yeah. And when when you get mountains under the sea, well, the gravity is weaker at the top of those mountains, so you should see water above that, you know, higher above the mountain. So you'll see peaks and troughs in the water, you know, uh, standing waves almost but of peaks and troughs. That's how you do not see that work.
2: Because so okay. if you take a six-mile stretch of land, go down 10 feet and another six-mile stretch of land, that is not going to, even with fluid dynamics, not going to make a perfect circle sphere piece there. So... Even with the idea of kind of a stair mechanism of land, even with water on it, it's not going to make a perfect sphere,
4: right? Well, it, that's what we're told. It does, yeah. The gravity bends the water into a sphere, but uh, you know, when that water freezes, as it does in a place called Lake Baikal, yeah, it freezes perfectly flat. Yeah, it never freezes in a in a you know curved pattern because you can not only can you see the other side of Lake Baikal, you can also see that the reflection is perfectly flat. If it was curved in any way, you'd see it in a reflection. Sounds uh, good. Oh uh, <laughs> hey guys,
0: guess what? The earth is flat. <laughs> and we are out of time. We're gonna move on. Uh Dave, I can't thank you enough for coming on here and and being so cool. There was a whole bunch versus you, and you came on. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I like. I, truly, I like, truly, I like yeah. allegedly, Dave. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Pat does not like when he's outsmarted. You have to understand that. <laughs> Dave, do you have five more minutes? Because uh, we play a, a little trivia game at the end
4: called Factor Fuck. Are you in? Uh, okay. <laughs> As long as I don't have to say it, because I'll have to say sorry, mum, after each one. Factor fucked.
0: Factor fucked. Number one, the Harlem Globetrotters did not play in Harlem until 1968, for decades after the team's formation.
3: God damn it. I know the name of their
0: song, but I don't know this
3: answer. It's Sweet Georgia Brown. It sure is. and You know that because of me.
0: It's true. Go ahead. Don't be upset because Dave uh, just schooled you in front of the world. I'm going <laughs> to say
2: <laughs> <Fucked>. <laughs> Fuck Dave
0: Fucked.
4: <Fact>. Sorry, Mom <laughs> <laughs> It's the uh, Harlem Flat Trotters. Allegedly, Dave's the best. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Mom, again. That's a fact. That is oh. a fact. That's a true <laughs> <Boo>. story. Okay, <laughs> moving on to more f- flat globe whatever uh, questions. Ready? All uh, we're playing Steve now. Let hey. Steve go first. Steve, all functional one-piece gravity toilets will flush in the key of a B flat. Wow, that's that is
1: absurd. <laughs> Shouldn't that is absurd that you P even flat? Looked something up. Oh, P flats. I see what you did there. Don't uh-huh. say P uh, you know what? <laughs>
0: <sighs> I'm gonna go fact. Allegedly, Dave? Uh, fucked. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, because, hey. because I don't exist. M- Mom wins this one. Uh. That
1: is fucked. Well done. <laughs> Whenever you first started reading that, I thought you were gonna say one piece bathing suit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian! Every planet was named after Greek or Roman god or goddesses, with the exception of the Earth. That's it. Sorry. Oh you. wow! I was like, "Say so you, you left like, a cliffhanger there." Yeah, I was cliffhanger there. Like, there. <laughs> I'm like, what? Your voice What's didn't even really go up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, fucked. Allegedly, Dave. Fact. That is a fact. I knew that.
3: Well was a done, fact. allegedly, Dave. Hold on, I, I thought knew Pluto that was, a was fact. named after the the guy from Disney.
0: Uh, Pluto <laughs> doesn't exist, so... Uh, the Earth is named after the English-German name, which simply means the ground. How about them apples? Huh. Three more, Dave, and then I promise we'll let you go. I know it's getting late. Pat, okay. I'd like you to go first. It's getting early. Pat, it's getting early. <laughs> Google doesn't shoot its own images for Google Earth. It is done by uh, uh, partnering companies like NASA and TerraMetrics, and Google Earth designs software that knits it all together so it feels like you're zooming in. That's a fact. Allegedly, Dave? Fact. Oh, that's a fact. Well done. Well, you that think was, google has yeah.
2: satellites
0: in space. That was now? definitely... <laughs> it's pronounced
2: google Lights.
3: That's
0: definitely uh, a question that I knew would get. Like Steve. Hey. Okay. Genomanomaly is a term for a genetic disorder for men, uh, resulting in one or more testicles becoming flat moments after they descend. Fucked. It better. Allegedly, be. oh, Dave.
4: Fucked. Sorry, Mom. I love it. It doesn't get old.
0: Mom (laughs) wins again. That's fucked. That does not get old.
1: That's (laughs) fantastic.
0: Monomaly. Last one. (laughs) Last one goes to Brian first. Brian, despite what you see on the Mercator projection map, Africa is actually 14 times larger than Greenland, and Canada is 1.2 times the size of the United States. Fucked. Fucked. Allegedly dead. That is a fact. I Allegedly knew that. Day. I knew that shit too. <laughs>
2: Hell yes! That is something you would have made up so easily. <laughs> that just sounds like something you would have made But seen. he never would have known Mercator Projection.
0: <laughs> Dave, I cannot allegedly Dave. Thank you so much for coming out and being so cool with us. If you want to find it's out, a good time. If you want to find out more about some allegedly Dave, he's D Murphy Twenty Five. That's his YouTube channel. Uh, you can check out his videos, which attracted uh, us to him in the first place, which is the biggest lie, uh, part one and two. Find him at his website, allegedlydave.com um which I will be donating to very shortly, and I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You're I'm, not on Twitter, are you? I'm only, I'm only donating 16 pence, by the way. That's all you're giving <laughs>
4: that's, that's like a
0: month's salary. Well, I'm,
4: I'm going to well
3: on that. I'm,
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm going to double your life savings as we speak right now.
2: Dave, you've been fantastic.
0: Dave, thank you so much. If you want to find out more about us, you can go to WeekendSuperheroes.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Speaker, Stitcher. Now, find us on Tuned In and iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio? Yes. What, uh, email us at podcast at weekendsuperheroes.com. Dave, is there anything you'd like to say to us truth seekers and muggles
4: alike? Well, I, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I have a book um, called The Human Body Owner's Workshop Manual, and, uh, and you can get it at lulu.com. Um, and you can get uh, uh, look, get it at Amazon, but don't get it there because they're evil. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's it's pretty good. It tells you how to heal your body and keep it working in perfect working order. Very cool. I'm look into that. Find out. that at
0: Lulu.com. Uh, Dave, you've been so fantastic. Pat, say goodbye, to everybody. Goodbye, everyone.
1: Bye, everyone. Thanks you a like, lot. like to say goodbye, Steve. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Darius move here and say goodbye to the ladies uh, Brian. Nice. Saying, say second night
2: well since i'm playing dare's goodbye to the
3: ladies <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: nice. thank you one more time for allegedly dave get his book at lulu.com and always remember to podcast responsibly